0: Well, usually when I play the theme song at the start of the show, that means that I am going to have a musical guest on the show, and I do today. Before we get to start on all that, welcome to episode number 130 of the Apologue Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. I want to let you know that I am doing a charity bicycle ride in June. I'm doing the Ride to Conquer Cancer, and it starts from Toronto, and it goes to Niagara Falls, Ontario. It's 200 kilometers, and I am taking pledges for that. You can go to apologue.ca and click on the banner. On the right side, it'll take you right there. You can click on it. Tell a friend. Everybody knows somebody who has cancer, unfortunately, and we're trying to. What we're trying to do is raise money to conquer it. Okay, let's get started. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com/apolog. Audibletrial.com/apolog over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android player, Kindle or MP3 player. Anything that plays stuff. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/aplog and get that going. I want to let you know that I have an Amazon affiliate program. If you're from Canada, go to slash amazon and you'll be clicked magically to Amazon. If you're from anywhere else in the world, say the United States or the UK, go to applog.ca and click on the links on the right side, just under the Ride to Conquer Cancer banner. And you will be, if you bookmark those linked banners, every time you shop on Amazon, you'll be supporting the show and it will cost you no extra money let you know about my Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com/apolog. Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. Cancel at any time and it is a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. Listen to me. I am started a little pilot project uh, of a of a store underneath my insightrecorders.com site called 3D Prints. So if you go to InsightRecorders.com 3D Prints, it's number three, letter D, Prints, all one word. Check out that new store. I got a few things up there. It's just starting it out. Before I actually start a real store, I just want to see if anybody's interested in purchasing anything that I can, that I do with my 3D printing project that I've been doing. I've printed a hundred million different things, but only got a couple of things up there anyways. InsightRecorders is also a place to get your record mixed online. I've been online mixing now for a couple of years. It's super fun to do. You can send your mixed r- recording online to Insight Recorders and it will be mixed and mastered to give it that professional touch. There's many more services available. Like you can open up your own store there. You can sell your own music. So go to InsightRecorders.com slash rates or slash contact to to get in co- contact because I am taking bookings for this summer. Whew. Pre-order an acoustic album that eventually will be coming out by going to apolog.ca slash shop and buy a t-shirt. Buy the Foursquare Discography for $20. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. It always helps it out when you give five stars. Like the show on Facebook, going to facebook.com slash and Twitter me at simonhead666. Today on the show, I have Infinitus. Infinitus is a three-piece group with using strings, their voices, beatboxing. They're an interesting, very cool group. They use a whole bunch of different things and styles to make their sound. Here's one of their songs. This is My Favorite Things. My Favorite Things by Infinitus. Here we go, everybody. Let's listen to this. Here they come, Infinitus on the Apple Podcast. Welcome to the show, all three of you. I was trying to remember all your names when you were when you're, when you're playing in our venue. And I have Anthony, oh. I have John, and Alex? You guys. Nice. Ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. I, I saw, your, play, I saw your, your group play when you came to our venue, and I thought, oh, that's so cool, what you're doing with using your mouths, using your instruments, um, and you're playing together as a group. It's, it's pretty awesome stuff. I guess the big, the big question is, is, what got you all together?
1: Well, you know what? Uh, I'd have to say, honestly, the, the short answer is actually God. You know, uh, yeah. it's. Yeah, I know that, that that question in itself can be like a lot of people are like, wait, what? <laughs> let's just put it this way: there was a lot of circumstances uh, that basically led to all of us being in the same place at one time, and uh, all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're playing together. This is what yeah. we've been doing for almost almost ten years. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah,
2: and it never was this idea of let's be a beatboxing string trio. It started off as. You know, it's always been sort of, let's make the music on our own terms. Let's make the music that we feel like we should be making. And so, uh, you know, at some point we started off and we were, we were, you know, wanting to really connect with our audiences and the dare was sort of, you know, we all put, sort of put a dare out to beatbox on a hip hop medley that we were working on. And then, you know, it, it stuck. Uh, we, we, we were able to pull it off at a hotel room one night, and, you know, figured out how to do it. And then we did it at a school the next day and it stuck, so it sort of became this part of who we are. It's like the improvisation, the original arrangements, everything, it's, been, it's definitely been like a, a journey. And along the way, we've sort of been formed into what we are now. But it wasn't sort of like a, all of a sudden, we're going to be this this beatboxing, improvising string trio. There,
0: there is no Craigslist um, uh, posting, like, wanted uh, uh, beatboxing <laughs> <Yeah>. cellist. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, I mean, no. Nope. no, no, <laughs> that, well, I, I There's always fate that gets people together, you know, and it always makes the chemistry of what makes a band a band is, is pretty special stuff. And I could tell that you guys just, did, well, you, you guys are brothers, so you have to, you know, you have to sort of get along, but to the chemistry of a band is an important thing, especially when you travel and you have to, like, respect each other's space as well as um, get together and understand what they're thinking. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange uh, juxtaposition where you're like, okay, you have your space, you go do your stuff, but then we all got to get together and, and think like each other and make this amazing music. Is, is right. That yeah, you know,
3: there are, there's a lot of professional string quartets out there that in uh, other interviews, they'll always liken chamber music to being like in a marriage. And you have to be able to respect that space. And to be able to do your own individual things but at the same time when it's time to come together like Voltron you just have to just do it right it's just you work as one but at the same time you have to be able to operate independently of one another as well because that's that's what helps bring that variety to the table it's what helps us to evolve if we were all exactly the same um, we wouldn't have too many arguments in rehearsals but we wouldn't necessarily have gotten to where we are now.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting point when you say arguments. It's, 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 it's healthy debate that makes the better yeah. of the song, you know. And and I've been in bands where all we do is argue, and I've been in bands where we don't argue. And I always found the ones that, the special ones, are the ones where you actually have like a, a different point of view. And yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, you kind of compromise and make something that's going to make it better. And yeah. the underlying theme is: Will it make the song better? Will it make the band better? And that's that's powerful stuff too, you know. Trying to find that line between: Am I offending this person by giving them too much of my opinion, or am I am I uh, am I bulldozing this whole thing? You know, because I've been there. You know, I've steamrolled my way through in a band, and <laughs> uh, you know. It's never any fun, really. At the end of the day, especially when you have to get in a vehicle with them and drive for four hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you guys are you guys are out here. Um, you're doing shows, but you're doing are you doing community outreach things with schools and things like that, right? Yes, that's great.
1: Yeah, so we're playing. Uh, so
0: we were out
2: here for ten days, and we're doing uh, mostly shows in schools through an organization called Prolog. And this is very special for Prolog. Prolog uh, presents arts in schools around the GTA, uh, and Prologue, this is their 50th year, the 50th anniversary. So actually one of our shows that we did, they're doing a special like 50 performances in, uh, what is it? The 50, 50 performances for 50 years. years. So one of them was, you know, one of our performances. And so they bring groups out, so they, they work with our, our manager, Kevin Bruce, uh, and they bring us out here for usually a couple weeks at a time out of every year. And then we, we play up to three shows a day uh, today, Three shows uh, within two weeks, so it's it's busy, but it's really really rewarding work.
0: Absolutely, and you know I like the angle because you're using classical music as a foundation in a way, uh, because using classical instruments, but you're also putting it into a new twist by saying, oh, here's modern music played by classical instruments. There's a nice little bridge where you know, because we know we were all teenagers once, we didn't like people, Mm -hmm. especially over the age of twenty five. We thought they were all too old so you can you can bridge the gap and 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 sort of recruit musicians out of it somehow you know and that's that's yeah. good recruitment as far as i'm concerned
2: yeah yeah you know we just
3: had a talk with a fellow musician about this a few days ago and you know by doing
0: educational outreach these
3: education shows in schools we're helping to hopefully raise the next generation of music listeners or hopefully to continue inspiring people who are already aspiring to Become musicians themselves. Right. But you're totally right about this classical bass. We basically have 30 seconds to make or break the entire performance. So you have to create that bridge, that rapport with the audience right off the bat. And so by playing pieces that they know that wouldn't necessarily be just straight up classical, we're able from that point to bring them perhaps to our world and say, hey, we're glad you like that. Here's something that we think would be really cool for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we can the more of the classical concepts,
0: yeah, yeah, and mentoring and coming in as a as the older, wiser musician. I you know I I remember I can think back to my high school when we had like the don't do drugs group come through like hey kids how you doing I'm you know I'm a buddy yeah you know i'm this guy and i do drugs and i'm bad you know and then it would be this whole sort of like oh really guys you know like there's a there's a, be- there's a better angle here you know like w- you were teenagers once too right so you know and i i like you know and and seeing just seeing you play in front of adults was was interesting because you're kind of training people how to listen to things you know and and uh that's that's a. Uh, because, you know, you're explaining. You're explaining parts of the song, and you're getting people involved, and that. I mean, that's music. You know what I mean? That's beautiful stuff. And I, you know, I so I really, I really enjoyed your show, and I don't really say that a lot to a lot of shows I see. So I you know I had a good time doing that. If I might fill your, uh, you know, egos a little yeah.
2: bit. Thank <laughs> you. You know, I mean, for us, you know, we say it's got to be about more than applause. Like, uh, we don't make music to try to get plaques and you know, uh, rate, ratings and good reviews and all those things. I mean, those are nice, They're, we appreciate them when they come. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, to make something like a career that you get up and do every day, this is what we do full time, is make music, teach others to make music, share that music with other people. We do this full time. In order to have that be something that's rewarding, it's gotta be about more than just the, the recognition. Education, um, you know, Communicating something different, like with, with our audience in Richmond Hill, you know, that night that you saw us. That was really amazing to be able to share some original stuff with them, but also let them share, when we t- take requests from them, their music with us. Mm-hmm. And it's like something special happened that night. There was some sort of artistic exchange that that like, transcends, you know, uh, just getting a good booking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, my, my first thought is when you, you know, I talk to people who have sold millions of records. I've talked to people who have been musicians their whole life and sold nothing to be okay. able to be comfortable with what you're doing and to be happy at what you're doing. It's there's a line between it's my art and it's my job. And right. there is such a, just such a gray area between, okay, do I need to do this? Do I have to do this? And a lot of people are put, with that position to have to do that you have yeah. to do this if you don't do this then buddy won't book you to do this or you know and it's in the business and it's that dirtiness of the music industry that people see like for instance if you're booking a group you have an important group and then a not so important group so if you want the important group you're gonna have to you know it's just that you're gonna have to book the not so important group it's just <laughs> a, ugh, you know it's the part that maybe that's why i don't partake in that business as much because i like art you know, and I'm sure you guys like art, but you've managed to um, put the job and the art together. And that's uh, that's good.
2: Thank you. No, thanks. Yes. thanks. Yeah, we're the not so important group. Let's try something new, guys. That's That's <laughs> our category. I think every meeting that decides us to go let's try these guys out. (laughs) This is going to be an hit or miss.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I know when Michael goes in, Michael's our manager at Richmond Hill, when he goes out and scouts out groups, he probably booked you like two years ago or something because that's what happens. Like, he's booking Uh, right now for 2019. So if you want to come back, you better, you know, put buttons here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and that's sort of the theater way. But no, to be able to, to put a job and make it, you know, an enjoyable part of your job, which is art, that's always been a fine line for people. You know, and so, so, do you? I mean, do you teach music at the same time, like, what do you do? Do you do other things besides play music? We do. Yeah. We do.
1: Uh, we teach at uh, two. John actually teaches at three schools in the Vancouver area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, two of them are very, very standard. Uh, you know, music conservatory types. Actually, an outreach school. Uh, down in the downtown east side of Vancouver. It's uh, often hailed as the poorest uh, zip code in all of Canada. And what that program is a great program called the St. James Music Academy, and it's for uh, high-risk, low-income youth. And so, you know, the program does a lot of great things. They take the kids in, feed them a a meal, oftentimes a hot meal or whatever. And then we go and we give them something to do. Keep their minds busy, teach them about music. But the great thing about it is, you know, and this goes for not only the St. James Music Academy, but for the other academies that we teach at as well, which is that we always joke around about, but we're actually telling the truth. It's like we're not teaching music. We're teaching life through music. Music just happens to be the vehicle. You know, they get to learn things like perseverance, what it means to, to really understand the power of consistency, that sort of thing, you know, and, it's, and we're so blessed. And, you know, I like what something that you said before, at the, the last, I guess, uh, point you were bringing up about have to, have to, I have to. For us, we, we definitely believe that, you know, perception is so much of everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just that we get to. Mm-hmm. Just changing those words from have to to get to. I mean, I'm like, I could complain about the fact that Well, you know, like the category, you know, we're kind of in that other category. The the group that's been playing for a long time hasn't exactly gone platinum or anything. But at the end of the day, it's like, I get to do this. Right. I mean, how many people would love to be like, look, (laughs) I may not be making like killing, but hey, I get to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. I get to share this gift of music that's been put in me, I get to impart some awesome things that I've learned along the way. And I get to learn from my students just as well. And I know I speak for the other two guys as well. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Such a blessing, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well that, you know, that's that's in that's pretty killer stuff because first of all, classical instruments like a violin and a cello is 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 not quite like a piano. It's not quite like a guitar. There's such a feel to it and such a technique that needs to be taught and perse Perseverance and persistence is is the key there because if you just gave up and said oh, I'll just play the, the guitar around the campfire or something, right,
1: there's, right. there's
0: just a little bit higher level in in that in that violin, viola, cello. Exp- I know, I know, just for the fact there's no frets there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously,
2: some frets sometimes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need some. I need the little dots on the side yeah, to tell me where. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so. So you guys are out here doing this amazing outreach program and you're doing things to, to better society in a way, you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's, I mean, to use music as the vehicle, that's, that's very cool stuff. Uh, you know, and I, as a person that played music and plays music, I'd kind of do it for the love now, you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. for money. It's not for, so I understand where you're coming from where it's not about dollars and cents and I don't have to do it anymore. There was times like, 15 years ago it was like well i had to get on a plane and fly to europe and play shows and 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 to some people like oh boohoo boohoo me but you know i left my child behind i left my wife behind and Uh, that's in um, you know it that's insane stuff so when you do you have families at home and things like how do you how do you deal with all that stuff you've been here for a while over a week now
2: yeah that's a very real thing you know what you're saying about the you know uh, the commitment that one makes to leave, you know, life and family. All of us are married. All of us have children. Uh, because of that, you know, we we've had to make some sacrifices on both ends. Uh, on the professional end, we don't do longer than two week tours. You know, yeah. you know, as a musician yourself, it often comes up to it's it's more. Uh, you know, you're gonna make more sometimes if you go on the road for three months at a time, or you know, two months at a time, versus doing two weeks and then kind of plan all those plane tickets. Uh, but we do two weeks at a time, just because you know we don't want to be those. Uh, we don't want this career to cost us our families, or for our kids to grow up without having dads at home because we're always on the road. Yeah, yeah, but we just have to make that sacrifice. Also, for our students, teaching, we don't want to make that commitment with a private student say, we're going to teach you and then be gone three months. <laughs> <later>. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's oh, some, yeah. something funky about it. like I'm teaching a bunch of kids in a in a troubled area of Toronto to be better people, but. I, uh, my, my own kid is, uh, you know, throwing yeah. beer bottles at cars or something <laughs> exactly. like, exactly. I wasn't there. I mean, that's, yeah, it's what you, which you, <laughs> you put into being a dad and stuff like that, you know?
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: so when you're, so when you're out here, so you just, you're missing family and you you might, now technology is so much easier. Now you can just, you can just you call home and, you know, make a phone call. I remember going to Europe in 2003, I would spend lots of money just to call home. And now it's like we're online, we're just talking, and it's like, you know, yeah. there's no better time to go out on tour, though, you know, and do stuff like that than it is right now. So you're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The yeah. very
3: first tour that we did as a group, um, my son was just a few months old. And when we came back, he didn't recognize who I was. Mm. and that was a really hard pill to swallow you know it, it's very real that once you get to the to the stage where you say you know what i'm committed to this on a professional level we all realize that there were sacrifices made to get to that point point. Yeah. and even once it feels like oh boy we made it quotation mark made it like it's uh there's still sacrifices that appear and those that was a very tangible thing it definitely kind of messed me up for a little bit realizing, "Oh my gosh, if this is what it's going to be, like, I'm not sure if I want to
0: do this." Yeah.: Definitely, definitely. I, I, what I did is I took a little video with our camera, and my wife would show the video, because our son was like, at the time, now he's 14, but at the time he was two, and one yeah. and two years old. So they played my wife would play the video. And say that's your dad. He's coming home soon. So yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry. That person that comes in, you know, he 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 loves you and stuff. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, you know, as as you become parents and you become adults, I mean, those two go hand in hand. Hopefully, um, you know, as, yeah. as you grow older, you start realizing your priorities in music and start. And this is a big thing that happens in the show: is people go, you know, I just didn't want to get my heart broken so much. You know, that was always sort of like a. I didn't. I felt that, you know, I walked away from music. There's a lot of people that I've known through the years that go work regular jobs, and there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. Not at all. Not at all, because everybody needs to do something they're, they're passionate in doing. And, you know, and, It's funny, my personal point of view changed a lot when I'm like, oh, you're a quitter, you're going to go get a job. It's like, you know, working in an office is like wearing track pants, you know, you don't care anymore. But I've completely changed my point of view now because I'm a father, you know, what do you Uh, how do you guys deal with like all that stuff with friends? Because I'm sure you have a bunch of friends who have, you know, you've been playing a long time. Like, how do you, do you still see friends and things like that that played in bands with or like, did you ever play in like a rock band or was there anything stuff back then like you guys do?
2: Somewhat. I mean, you know, we, we played in different types of ensembles, you know, and, and you know, uh, some jazz ensembles, some, you know, worship team ensembles, you know, just mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. Not necessarily, not necessarily a rock band, mm-hmm. yeah, hip hop groups. I uh, have a hip hop career sort of on the side of this group uh, as well. And so, I mean, you know, you, you sort of exist in whatever the, the genre is and you sort of learn what's necessary to do it, you know, uh, and do it that way. But, yeah, as far as we definitely have a lot of friends that we went to school with who, like, uh, if, we need, if we need legal <laughs> advice,
3: mm-hmm. we have a
2: lot of friends who love music to go into law. Like, we could have a whole, like, a whole legal team, you know? <laughs> Some people, they just, you know, when they sat and looked at it and said, why am I really doing this? Some mm-hmm. of our friends would say, I really love to play, but I also like to be able to take vacations and get sick, and, mm-hmm. you know? Like, not you know, just to have more of a study career and then be able to maybe play on the side. And so they've chosen careers mm-hmm. that make them very happy. And they, they, you know, a lot of them don't regret their musical training at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, you know, I guess at some point through, during life, it just became where this was really the thing. Uh, there wasn't really any other option of anything that I would wake up doing that would feel like I was doing the right thing. Uh, for me, it was just full-time music. And it, it, it almost is, it can be a burden and a blessing. It doesn't feel like a blessing at first. It feels like, why can't I do anything else? Because this is so hard, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we knowing the odds, too. Like, if you want to be the best banker in the world, um, well, we don't know. Maybe that's because we're so close to it that we don't know what to be the best banker in the world or to be the best, I don't know, grocery bagger or something. You know, what? Yeah. What? where does that, where, you know, so to, to, to play music, we... I don't know. Maybe it's a slight bit of like uh, ignorance on our end as musicians to go, well, that's, it's really easy for them to sort of be bankers or, you know, but for us, it's so hard and we're so troubled and tortured. And, you know, and that's essentially, it's kind of how art is made is through a little bit of sac- well sacrifice and, and sweat and tears and blood and, and all that right. other stuff, you know. And that's how, you know, it's, so it's a funky profession to get in because there is, first of all, there's no clear path to success right right? you know so
2: music school and it's very interesting because you you talked about you know so just now ignorance that's so true there's some things that you know when you're in music school you're studying it like it is a clear path and they'll tell you you know as a string player you can either be in an orchestra or you can be a teacher or you can be in a chamber group whatever it is but there's so many things that aren't taught that are so necessary in music you know i think for string players you know i think one of the big ones is that Um, the role of art in today's society and that we are participants in that role, not just making, you know, trying to fill up an orchestra. But another big one is, I think, I think uh, in order to really make it as a musician, you have to be able to get back up in the face of multiple failures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people who are really, really gifted, they don't have resilience. So they get one or two failures and they're done. Like, I quit. And then there's some people who are just stubborn, you know, like us. (laughs) we just don't stop and at some point that gets you somewhere you know like gets you somewhere on your instrument but it also gets you somewhere in the field Uh, Mm um but yeah i mean the third one i would say that they need to teach is is business that's something uh, some schools are really picking that up now i think when we were in school it wasn't as big of a thing but the music business like that is something yeah marketing and, like, the general web design and,
0: you know, contracts and yeah.
1: stuff that, you know, kills us, you know. Yeah. You need basic business. Otherwise, it's going to yeah. be a rough go for you, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah, I worked at a university for 10 years up until about a year and a bit ago. And wow. what I did realize, you know, I worked for a faculty of fine art at York University. And what I did realize is what exactly what you're saying, is that there's no real composition course. There is, but it's not really, like, a, a composition. And there's no business and there's no how to work the stuff around you because yes. in university yeah. it's the process it's not the method it's how you're gonna learn we're gonna teach you how to learn we're not gonna teach you stuff we're just gonna teach you how to learn and that's right. in difference to like a trade college or a school where it's like no 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 no. we're gonna teach you if you're a welder we're gonna teach you how to weld we're gonna teach you how to fix a car we're gonna teach you how to do things right. that will you know but with the university now it's slightly changing around a little bit now, I'd say, like, they're getting more on with the online part of it and learning online and and the ethics part of music, you know, because that never really gets taught, you know. And, you know, as a technician, you know, you guys are perfect at it because you always go, hey, there's people over there and they're here to help us. And I like yeah. that, you know, that's great, you know. And then there's there's some musicians who come in and think, well, no, you're just part of the building, you know, that's what you do. And you can tell yeah. that these people have been taught, well, it takes both sides of the curtains for the show to no. go on, you know. And we're also probably musicians of some sort and of some caliber, you know. Yes,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and do you, you don't want to make a sound man mad, <laughs> your <laughs> show is done. That's what <laughs> right. the, <end> the <laughs> interview show. You don't want the no. crew to be mad at you and turn the off. I'll you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i've had it you know i've had i've been on both sides and I, as a as a musician i always thank the people who work the show and you you would not believe how much positivity you get out of that crew like you're taking your stuff out and they'll grab your guitar for you here you go let me help you because it just such a an outside thing for musicians to recognize for some reason and you know, and I always think, I thank, I thank, him, like sometimes in front of thousands of people, I'm like, these people are here, are way here before you, and they're going to be here way after you leave. And uh, what's that one song, um, Jackson Brown, the loadout? Have you heard that? It's oh. um, he's basically thanking the roadie, the road crew, on his piano and stuff, and you know that's that's important stuff, you know, because. There's other things just apart the, the business part and the and the and the networking part is that you meet these people all the time and this isn't the first time we're going to meet. We're gonna I'm gonna be in Vancouver and I see you in a sidewalk and be like, hey, I remember you and you might not remember me, but at the same time, that's how this Canadian business works.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really you
3: know, as as musicians and as a trio, you know, uh just knowing that there's so much outside of just the actual playing of the instruments, uh when you're working with crews, it's really important. I think for us, we, we understand at this point in our journey that the, it's just another extension of a collaboration. Everything is a team-based effort. So, I mean, when, when we're teaching, the students, were learning just as much from them. When we're playing for the audience, the audience is just as yep. much as the performance for us. Yep. And when we're getting ready and set up and during the performance, the same thing, the crew is just on board with us at the same time. Yep. So we either all sink or swim together. We're all performing. It's not just yep. three. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's everybody does it or we don't do it at all.
0: Yeah. 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 And that was a neat concept of because you were performing on the stage, but the, the audience was looking out into the audience, if it's, I mean, into right. the seats and stuff. And, it's such a yeah. unique little idea, and I'm sure it's been done before, but <clears throat> people are really liking that idea to say, because a lot of people don't get to get on stage, you know, and if draw a picture to the to people listening, they're probably going, but you're looking out at, at the band playing as well as all the empty seats. So you're, the, you know, that's it's neat stuff. And we put some extra, and we really enjoy that, that concept because you can see people like they've never been on stage before. And here they are looking around going, Oh, like this is what happens in the background. This is amazing. You know? So I, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that, that, con- that, that concept that was. And someone
2: took, uh, someone uh, from the crew took an amazing picture of us. We put it on our Facebook page uh, oh. and on our Instagram, but it's, it's cause you can kind of see some special lighting underneath the stage. The stage we were on sort of raised. Yeah. We were like on a raised stage on the stage, and they had some lights underneath. That on the picture, it almost makes it look like we we're like floating or something. <laughs> it's a, and then you know, then there's lights behind us, and then we're like you know, playing.
0: It's it's, someone took an amazing shot oh good 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 yeah yeah absolutely um and i guess we have to say you have a couple of records or albums out and and you're willing to sell them to people i was on your yeah. website and you have the you know you have your store set up there uh and it, what is it again oh, sorry i can't remember that is it dot ca or dot com
2: infinitus basically you can find us almost anywhere online you can type in infinitus music Mm-hmm. one word that's our twitter that's our instagram uh and then that's also our our facebook and our website but yeah we we got cd's uh, we got our cd that's called Infinitus, and that's like uh it's our first album It's strings beatboxing hip hop classical something that's different about us than other sort of alternative string groups is that we're all acoustic uh, every sound that we're making is from the three of us bcs and concert is you know, we, we hopefully make your job, you know, as a as sound tech, easy just because we, we use very little uh, because we just want to sort of convey that music comes from people. And we're not anti technology, it's just for our purpose. It's just really, we want this idea to come out that the art that's coming out is coming from the three of us with very little special things added to it. Yeah. So to see you would get that same idea of our live show. And, and the second album that we have is our Christmas album, it has the same sound. Ah, uh, very original arrangements, very original, you know original takes on on um some very like popular Christmas tunes. And actually, some a couple of Christmas tunes we chose aren't as popular, uh, but hopefully, you know, they're very beautiful, and we hope to make them
0: mm-hmm. more
2: popular. So you can get both of those albums. that's called Christmas Fantasia, and the other one's called Infinitus on iTunes and wherever CDs are sold,
0: yeah, and we're in a good spot now when being able to be out there you know to as as musicians where you know and there's such a big pool of stuff around there but how do you guys how do you guys swim around in that pool when there's a hundred thousand bands out there all trying to be famous or whatever or trying to be known and you know i'll tell you my point of view my point of view is that you know it's it's tough it's very tough because there is you know someone put it to me like the good thing about the internet is because you can do anything you want and the bad thing about the internet is because you anybody can do anything they want you know right that's exactly it double-edged sword you know and so to be part of all the the networking and things like that like do you guys you guys i know you record your own music um do you record your music or did i just make that up
2: no no we 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 do yeah yeah i mean uh we we you know we have Actually, yeah, we record all the music. Yeah.
0: Self recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and also, do you sort of work on your own websites? Like, it, this is, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. that's what you got to uh, do, right? You got to kind of sort of branch out and yeah. do things that you we normally kind of wouldn't enough, do, right? And Adobe
2: Illustrator and Finale. And- yeah. Today's musician has to wear those extra yeah.
3: hats. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's long gone. Is this I'm going to get discovered and everything's going to be taken care of for me? Mm-hmm. Just the the playing field has gotten too deep. And for one, that's great. That means that there's lots of fantastic players out there. But um, as I think it was already discussed earlier, um, that some people can go their whole life being undiscovered per se. Like maybe only like their family members and some close friends know how amazing. Uh, They are as a musician, but they are lacking uh, the skill set to network or to market or to basically just get their name out there. And as a result, they might feel unhappy, disrespected, like they they just never quite got their, quote, chance, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Now, you know, if you have to do it, a lot of times with the current musical landscape, there are opportunities out there. What one had originally been taught in school, or what they think it should be, you just have to take a step back and see. Like, okay, you know what? If I'm willing to learn extra skill sets, if I'm willing to earn this extra thing and take that extra step, then there's opportunities out there for for me or for others or for groups to do and get those out there. You know?
0: Yeah. There's a you know I've met some people on my my journey my career that are complete savant, but they're also Completely impossible socially to to get along yeah. with, but they're geniuses, and those are the people I think that will have a difficult time in today's society when it comes to promoting music. Um I worked with a guy who was insane. I've worked with a couple of guys who are insane, one of them was Ashley McIsaac and he is insane. <clears throat> He's clinically insane. um he was a drug addict, you know all these things wrong with him, but I've worked with other people who are just great songwriters, but they just can't have a conversation with people. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those are the people, in my opinion, when the old guard, when it was like a committee of people working towards your success, it also fed that fire of that person who maybe couldn't handle success and fame that would end up, you know, doing horrible things to other people and themselves. But, you know, and maybe I'm just talking myself around a circle now because those people, maybe they didn't deserve it. Even though they are geniuses at writing music, do they, you know, there's others, like you say, there's so many other things that make a well-rounded musician in today's world. And to be good at everything is great, but there's some people that are just really good at writing songs. And yes, unfortunately, unfortunately those people might not and, get but, out there.
2: This person really great at singing their songs. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's like no one gets the full piece, you know, the full package. Like there's yeah. always one thing you need someone else to do. Yeah. And, uh, so that's one of the beautiful things of being in a chamber group, of being in a trio Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, um, we all have different talents, gifts. We all do the writing for the group. It's all original stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we do everything from memory. So it's just kind of the stage of writing it and then learning it. But, you know, when you put the three of us combined in the writing styles, and they're all different, it comes up with a unique infinity that could not have existed with one person. Whereas there's some groups where there is a, a composer or a writer that composes and arranges everything for that group. And then they get really great performers who can do that. For us, you know, uh, it, is, it is the three of us, you know. So it's like we're tied together in so many more ways than just, you know, uh, being in a group together.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like a great match. You know, I've, I've been chasing that group, you know, that sort of dynamic for 20 years, and I still have yet to find it where I can sit in a vehicle with someone for an extended period of time and go, Oh, I I can handle you. Like, my best friend played in a band with me. I was ready to kill him after 30 days on tour. I was ready. I was like, I'm going to kill this person. I really am going right. to kill him. I love you, but I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe in your sleep. But um, but there's so many other things that, you, you know, as a musician, like as a traveling musician, like, you know, and obviously you guys have it all nailed down, but I've been in trips where it's like, I can't. I got to get away from these people. I I just can't. I can't handle this right now. And you know, and and it's because we ha- we would have different um, ideas of what being in a traveling band was all about. So you know, and to be like from what you said, to be everybody's focused on the same thing. They want the same thing, and that's an amazing feat. Like even bands that break up that have sold millions of records, they break up because there's something not working. You know. Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm glad you guys have sorted something out, you know, especially with the original music, because that's the sort of the big things is when so I work a lot of dance comps and there's a lot of like classically played Bieber songs. And it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah.
2: we saw that in schools, but yeah, we kinda leave it there.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually, I work for a group too called the, the Guitar Guys. I've recorded them and they do. You know covers, and they do them classically, and they're all trained classically. Um, so may- maybe check them out on uh, on the uh, on the YouTube. They're 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 a cool the cool group. They're a three piece, and one guy plays acoustic, and there's a cellist and a violinist, and it's fun. Yeah, guitar guy, I think was what it should be called more uh, aptly named. But it's <laughs> <laughs> only one guy. Um, well, cool. Um, so you guys are going back home, and then you're going to be playing more shows because I saw what your your, your schedule is, and it's pretty full that's it's pretty good and uh i guess you would be coming out here once a year is there any like other like shows that people because i know a lot of people that i listen to my show are aren't are high school students so is there any sort of other like gigs where people can find you like in vancouver um what do you do out there when you're there
3: well uh every once in a while the three of us will do a little bit of playing with the vancouver symphony uh I myself am the co-director of the Vancouver Chamber Players, which is a classical chamber music series in the city. And uh, Infinitus will be performing at the end of the month with a a pianist. Uh, The four of us will be tackling some works from Dvorak on that particular concert. So if there's anybody who's interested in coming to see it, it's the Vancouver Chamber Players. That's uh, the concert series there.
0: Cool. What venue? Uh, It's at a place
3: called the University Women's Club of uh, Vancouver. It used to be uh, called Highcroft Mansion. It's a heritage building. It's very beautiful. They have a humongous uh, Christmas uh, celebration there every year. It's a a huge hit in the city for a few days. It becomes this uh, gigantic festival with lots and lots of vendors and really cool presentations and whatnot. And it's pretty much uh, in the heart of the city, very close to downtown. Mm-hmm. it's a it's a beautiful place and it in a way i think returns back to the original um feeling or venue of chamber music a yeah. small intimate setting not mm-hmm. unlike the the way that the state was set up uh, last week at the richmond hill uh center for performing arts yeah
0: yeah yeah well yeah i mean you said it there and i mean it was, it was actually as a technical side note floor mics worked for you guys which was like I was like, I'll put them down. You know, maybe they'll work. Maybe they won't. But they worked <laughs> because y'all know how each other's playing, so there's no worry about who's playing louder at one point. And that's that's yeah. an. I mean, you don't. That is that's something you just. It's tough to learn. It's tough to learn dynamics and what everybody's doing. And oh, you're doing this. I'll do this now. And it's the toughest thing to do. So that's that was pretty cool. And somebody actually came up to me and goes, "Is that all there was on the mics?" I'm like,
2: <laughs> "Yep." And, you know, for us, that's the easier part to learn that goes back to our training in school. The harder part to learn was to to find the the, when we need to amplify what we use. And we tried a lot of different things.
0: Yeah.
2: A lot of sound guys tried different things. And at the end, it was like just mic us globally.
0: Yeah. Let us do our thing. And,
2: and, you know.
0: Yeah. Even just a stereo pair. Like if you're playing in a larger place than that, I would just put a couple of like three microphones just pointing in three different directions at you, you and you, and then call it a day and just try not to make it feedback. (laughs) Try not to wreck it. You know, we call those in the sound business. We call that I get my own solo. (laughs) (laughs) Like when,
2: it- <laughs> <laughs> Squawk!
0: well i wish you guys all the luck and you know it was really cool meeting you guys and i'm really glad you came on the show and we were going to do it in person one-on-one but uh some of my scheduling stuff got all messed up so i had to you know and uh whenever you're back in town please come by and say hi or or you know yeah. let me know you're playing where you're playing and if i can be any help for you guys you know i'm i'm here and i'll, I'll be willing to help you out
1: great well thanks so much simon
0: that was Infinitus on the Apple Podcast, episode number 130. That's 130 episodes, everybody. That's a whole bunch of talking. Thanks, guys, for doing the show. I want to thank you all also for checking out the uh, Ride to Conquer Cancer banner. Click on there. Tell a friend. Help support my, con- my, uh, my fundraiser, Charity Bike Ride, in June. It's a month and a half away. And i got to come up with 2500 bucks, everybody. No pressure, but I need help. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go to www.appleout.ca slash Amazon to support the show with Amazon from Canada. Go to appleout.ca and click on those links on the right side. Also, we'll help you out. Thanks. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Become a patron. Pledge as much as little as you want. I have a great couple of weeks coming up. And, um, you know, I'm just, now I'm starting to see the light of the inner tunnel for the summer. Uh, is coming up, and I am starting to get a grasp of what's happening right now because I've been so friggin' busy. It's unbelievable. Next week, I have a great conversation with my friend, well, my new friend, Ben Sir, from Worst Days Down. We were put out a new record and they're coming across to play Pooza Fest. We had a nice long conversation, and uh, we hope you want to come in back and keep listening to these episodes because I sure like putting them out. It's fun to do. We'll see you all next week. Okay, everybody? Have a good one. Peace. Bye i